0: Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. We are learning Maseches su- Sukkah Daf We are starting six lines from the bottom of the page, at the very beginning of the line where it says Shiurin de inhu. And what the Gemara is doing now is asking a question on the line with which we concluded yesterday. Yesterday, after a dialogue, we figured out that according to a Yehuda, the only reason we know that a Sukkah has a minimum height of ten tefachim is from the fact that it is a halachah And the line that we quoted is seven lines up that says Shiurin Chatsitin u'Mechitsin halachah l'Mosh to be clear, halacha l'mosh is a din z'oraysa that is not listed explicitly in the Torah. And uh, a pasuk and chumash that will say, for example, you know, you can't kill somebody, that's explicit. halacha l'mosh that a sukkah has to be tentfachim, no psukim in chumash. So here, the Gemara is going to start questioning this assumption, assumption that shi'un, Khatzitzin and mechitzin are halacha l'mosh Maybe they're not halacha l'mosh maybe they're actually explicit in the Torah and not halacha l'mosh So asks the Gemara six lines from the bottom, Hey, Amit base. says the Gemara, Shiurim do Oryson in who? How can you say that Shiurim? <laughs> they're all d'oraisa. How do I know? Because I have a Pasuk in Chumash that tells me about a whole bunch of Shiurim. What's the Pasuk? <laughs> That's the Pasuk. And how do we understand this Pasuk? <laughs> this whole Pasuk is speaking about Shiurim. You wanted to say yesterday that really Shiurim, that the shear of the Mechitza was Halach <laughs> al what do you mean? shiurim are not Allah Mosh Messiana. This whole pasik is about Shi'urim. How is this whole Pasuk about Shi'urim? says the Gemara as follows. So three lines from the bottom. Chita, the first uh the first food that's described in the pasik is chita, which is wheat. Where do we see a shear based on wheat? So three lines from the bottom on Heyamid Bayz, the Gemara says, Chita la base for a house that has uh, that has a tzaras, it has a nega on it. That's not in the Mishnah, right? A person walks into a house that has a nega, the caliph al and his clothing is draped over his shoulder. Imagine the way that we wear our talaysim over our shoulders before we unfold them. His shoes, his rings, he's not wearing them properly, rather, he's carrying them in his hand. Then, instantly, right when this person walked into this house that has a nega, instantly, the person and the begotten become tami. However, says the Gemara, this is a Mishnah. Keilav, sandalav, he was wearing his clothing properly, not on his shoulder, but wearing the shirt like a shirt should be worn. The sandals, the rag, love shoes on his feet. The tabe osav, osav his rings were on his fingers. All of the garments and, and jewelry were being, were being worn worn properly. So now we bifurcate. Who miyad? He does become Tameh instantly. However, the Hain, the clothes that he's wearing, because he's wearing them, have a different din. The the, uh, the Hain, Tahorin, Ad, they're going to be Tahor until the point when they become Tameh. When do they become Tameh? Until he is there long enough, the amount of time it would take to eat half of a loaf of bread. What kind of bread, says the Gemara, the only type of bread that we're talking about in this measure is the uh, type of bread that's made out of wheat flour, as opposed to that which is made out of barley flour, Rashi highlights, that there's a shorter span of time for bar- for wheat flour than barley flour. And therefore, when the Pasuk says, the Mishnah indicates that that Pasuk meant this. It meant that there's a shear of Kedei Pras, in order for a person's clothes to become tame. And therefore, we see that the word Chita is an indicator of a shear. Yes, the Pasuk doesn't say the shear. yeah? Why not? Mean? When, it, when it becomes Tameh. It's, it's not a about... about or it's a minute later. I mean, what, what's the not to mean? Well, this is all within the realms of Tum Vitara, but the, the question of why is there a distinction of if he's wearing the clothes or not, that's the sugya in Maseches Olos. But here, we're just pointing out that chita is the sheer that's being used. I don't know the answer to your question offhand. I have no idea. But, well, but well, we're I mean, using... It no, he, he's asking, okay. what's the difference if you're wearing them or if it's on your shoulder? That's the lumdus within Meseches. That's Tum of shilos, right? So we know that Tum of is not as rational as we would assume. Tum of is very halachic in its nature. Uh, there are things, like, for example, by Parah that uh, it, the, a tahor will become tummy if he sprinkles it, and a, a tummy will become it's sprinkled upon him. Uh, beyond our pay grade. Either way, this is the distinction, and we see that the word chita is a shear. Remember our, our whole question. How can you say that chita, that shir mahalach misinai, there's a pasuk in chumash. It's not a lach alamosh misinai, it's a pasuk in chumash. Take a look. Chita, by, that your clothes become tame after that period of time of for paschitin and not pasorin. Four lines down, vavam let's continue analyzing this pasuk. We said khita followed by seora. Seora is barley, ditnan, the Mishnah writes, kis keseora, if a person is holding a bone that has a minimum shear of a seora, a pearl of barley, in this exacting shear, it is to the touch to carry. However, whereas a mace, which has a larger uh, part of the body would be present, there would be tumas ohel, which would fill a whole room or a whole building, or if you're under a tree, this comes up all the time, as we've discussed before, if you have a tree that's half hanging over the cemetery and half hanging over the street, and there's a coin in your car, find another place to drive because the tumah will go up into the tree and then make everything under the tree tummy So there's no tumas ohel in this shear of etzem kisora. If it's only the size of a piece of, of, of a pearl of barley, there is no tumas ohel. Next in the Pusuk, Gefen. Gefen is from the grapevine. Kid in Yain Lanasir. Separate of the liquid that he's not allowed to drink, as Rashi points out. We're talking here about the other parts of the grapes, the the fleshy part and the skins and whatever else. If that through water replacement, Rashi actually highlights how we measure this. How do we measure this shear? So what you do is you take all of the solid parts of the grapes and you drop it into a cup of wine. And then with water displacement, the amount of water that displaces with a kezaias of, uh, of the pieces of the grapes, that then generates the shear of iser, And that's different than it would be with water because water is less viscous than wine. Wine will keep its place a little bit better water will spill out more quickly. So that would be a slight difference here as well. And that's what, in regards to Geffen. Next, Te'ena, the Pasuk says about a Te'ena, which is um, a date, which is a fig, excuse me, kegrogris lotzah Shabbos. If we're going back a couple of Masekhles, we learned learned in Masechah Shabbos in the Mishnah is there, that the shear for carrying on Shabbos is a grogris the size of a fig. Next, Rimon, not the Mishnah writes, <clears throat> Kol ba'ale batim, shi'urin kirimonim. When it comes to a kli that's owned by a person and it had a status of tumah, so the halacha is that if you break a hole in it that's, that's large enough that a remon, a pomegranate, can fit in, then it, it loses its tumah status and can come back to a tahor status. We see here that the remon is being used. Next part of the Pasuk, eretz shemen What does eretz shemen mean? The word udva should not be here, as the Mephorshin point out. Eret shakol shi'urah kizesim. Eret Everything, all the shi'urim are kizesim. Says the Gemara, have you been paying attention to the last 10 lines of Gemara? All of this year markim, we started out by saying that we had a shear of bread of Kedechi Las Pras, and then we went on to Sa'or of Etzim kis or which is also not a Kizaias, and then we said Geffen, which was a revis, which is also not a Kizai. Then we said teina, which is a Grogris, which is also not a Kizaias, and then we said rimon, which is also not a Kizaias, and you just make a drusha eretz shakoshi re kazeisim, the Gamara, a third of the way a third of the way down. Koshu Al where have you been? Haika Hani Everything else we just said prior to this is not a Kizaias. So what are you talking about? It says the Gemara, you're right. Ela In general, when we talk shiurim, what's the shiur to the bench? What's okay? Then we're typically that is the most common shiur that is referenced in halacha, which is kizaisim. Final drasha of this pasuk. We've done chita, soora, gefen, rimo, All of them. We've gone through all of them. Here's the last one, dvash. Now we should know, and if we don't, we sh- this should be clear to us. When the Torah is talking about dvash, we're not talking about bee honey. We're talking about date honey. It's a big distinction. It's a nice, interesting shi'el in the postgame. Why are why is honey okay if it's developed by bees? Uh, it's actually, it's not ingested by them. It's only kept in, in like sacks on their legs and in parts of their body. They don't actually eat it because then we would have a lacha called kol hayotimina tamei tamei. If you have milk from a camel, well, it was expressed by a camel and the animal's tummy, so the milk is tummy. But honey from a bee is not a problematic at all. I felt that eating a bee is probably the rice on many, many times over, but because it's kept external to the body and not ingested, so therefore it's fine. This dvash anyways is not that. This dvash is date honey. And what do we learn from the date? Says the Gemara, we just learned a yoma. We just had this. What do we see from all of this? Alma says the Gemara, deoraisanin. We see that shiurim, not halachah lemosh mi Sinai. It's not passed down, Rabbi to Talmud, Rabbi to Talmud from Moshe and Mount Sinai. No, that's incorrect. Look at all of these pesukim. Look at this. All the drushes, one year after the next. Don't tell me it's halachah lemosh mi Sinai. It's a pasuk in It's a regular dindorais. It's not halachah lemosh mi Sinai. Says the Gemara. What are you talking about? Did you see the word Kizaias uh, mentioned in the Torah? Did you see the word Rimon uh, being used as a shear mentioned in the Torah? Is what you're saying logical? That this Pasuk indicates that it's not a Lachlamosh Mesin, it's a regular Dindorisa? Absolutely not. Go look in Chumash. Do you see that it says pras? Do you see that it says Teina and it is a Grogaris? Nothing. The Pasuk says nothing. Your question is my answer, says the Gemara Svalis, The word Hilchasa here means That whole pasuk is just an asmachta. The Hilchasa, the Allah Mosh misinah, is each and every shir. Each and every shir is Allah Mosh misinah. And the pasuk vikra asmachta ba'almahu. So we asked and answered. Remember, we started today by saying that we're going to question the line that Shi'urin, Chatzitin, and Machitin are halach Moshmi We tried to say Shi'urin were a regular Dindo Raisa, and we concluded incorrect. So we've uh, answered and asked and answered our first question. Next, Sugya, 10, 12 lines from the bottom, Vavam Ad What about Chatzitza? Chatzitin, Do in and who? are not misina. That's what you tried to say yesterday in Daf Yomi. That does not work because chatzitza is a regular dindo do It's not a halachah misina. How do we know? That a person has to wash themselves in water. It has to be that there's nothing separating the flesh from the body. So many shilas, as I referenced yesterday, casts and, and Invisalign, all the shilas that come up of anything, earrings that are put in very tightly, nail polish that women forget to put on. I just got a Shiloh from someone that I did not know the answer to. I called Ray Robinson. Someone's a student of mine that I taught. She said, I just got a $50 manicure with this, you know, no chip gel stuff supposed to last for a month. I'm like, why, <laughs> why would you do that? You were already in Sheva You knew you had to go to the mikvah. But I had to go to an event. I'm like, so do the $5 manicure. What are you What are you doing? I w- Rabbi Robinson would not let me give her a kula. She's playing the game. Absolutely not. And she got no kula, and she had to take off her expensive manicure. Not allowed. We're going to discuss this more in detail now. But says the Gemara, that this chatzitza, that you want to say chatzitza, it's not. It's a pasuk spesaroba chumash. So says the Gemara, no. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes when the halacha comes along, you're right. It's not talking about flesh. It's not talking about skin. It's talking about the hair. It's talking about the sa'aro. Five lines from the bottom. We don't have a lot of hair, but let's say that someone had very long hair, a woman's uh, regular hair is a great example of this. I'm sure all of your wives shave their head, but in the event that they don't, the one long hair that they have, they tie it in a knot. If it's one hair, and it's tied up, then the halacha is, that's a chatitza. she's not, she's, she's not Tahora if she goes to the mikvah zanidah, if the hair is brushed, if the hair isn't brushed properly. If there's one knot in one hair, then that is considered a chatitza. Shalosh, if you take three hairs Together and you tie a knot with them, then the halacha is chotzitos. Then the halacha is that there is no chatita there because you can't tie that very tight. Just the nature of the hair, it won't keep a very tight knot. Shtai This is the halacha la sinai. Is that we know that one is problematic, three is not, and two we don't know. So it says the Gemara. Still, sorrow, hair too. You want to say sar is, is the haloh mi sinai? It is absolutely not. Four lines from the bottom of a leb. Saro namidinudhivrachates biseroba mine. The word s S, a little No, the pasik in Chumash has the word s. We're making a drush on the word s. What do we learn from there? It's that which is secondary to the flesh of the body, um, sa'rod. What is that? That's the hair on the body. So again, we're back to our question. You want to tell me chatisa's halo k mi sinai? No, it's not, because I have and in both for basar and for sear for hair, to tell me that Chatzitsa is not allowed. So it's not a halacha L'Hosh What is it? Is it the Aisa? Says the Gemara. Good point. Ki Asai Hilchasa. Where does the halacha L'Hosh Misinai come along? It comes along in the following place. According to the opinion of Reb Yitzchak. And as we turn to the top of Avva Bay, says the Gemara D'Amar Rav Yitzchak. Dovar Torah. Take a look at Rashi. Top of Avva base first Rashi. Dibar Mascul. Davar Torah. Halacha L'Hosh Mesinai. We've already seen two languages in our Gemara for Allah Lamosh Misina. We've seen Hilchasa and we've seen Davar Torah. So we should just put that in the in the vocab list in our head. When we see Davar Torah, it means Halakha Lamosh Misina. So Davar Torah, this is what Rabbi Yitzchak is teaching us. And uh, uh, what is the Davar Torah? If the majority of you is covered and you wish you weren't covered in that, then the Halacha is Chotzetz. Big Machlokas Rashi and Take a look at the second Rashi, top line, Debra Maschel, Rubo. Rove saaro, most of your hair, it's covered in clay or paint. O kashur or they're all tied up in knots, and you wish it wasn't that way, So rashi defines our Gemara as speaking about hair. However, take a look at Tosvos, top top Tosfos. He says, Some say that when Yitzchak teaches his din that ruba um alav yeshma And on flesh, maybe we'd be under the assumption that on the body, there is no question of rove and mute. Nothing. Anything that's on your body is problematic. Anything. No kulas, she'inu makbed v'koshe, the rabbeinu tam, and then Tosvos goes on to discuss this, but I'm just highlighting that there is a chasm in the Rishonim about this, as to what this line means in the Gemara, ruba u makbed alab khot, it's, we paskin like the balea Tosvos, in that, if a person does have something on their body, uh, let's say they forgot to get uh or they couldn't, they had a very hard time getting nail polish off of one nail for whatever reason. So then some rabban might be ill to say, okay, it's mute and it's eno but These are the features that we talk about in this area of Psak. It's a mute, it's a minority of your body and 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 en-omak-be. you'd be happy for it to be gone. Right, you, you, it's not a big deal. So there are times that there are kulas. So we pass like Tosos, is not like Rashi because according to Rashi, this leniency, the leniencies of rubo ruba umakbed, 51% of your body is covered. That only applies by your hair, not by your flesh. By your flesh, 1% is problematic. Big machlokas in the Rishon. Okay, so here's what the Gemara says. Our halacha lamosh Sinai by hair is that when it's ruba umakbid, we're gonna go with Rashi's shot for the Gemara because it, it happens to fit a little nicer. It says the Gemara, ruba Umaqbed alav, that if most of your hair I'm thinking dreadlocks. Okay, your fifty-one percent of your hair is is inaccessible because you have a dreadlock. So then, rubo makbid alav. The halach is choteitz. That is considered a chatzitsa, and the mikvah does not count. V'sheino makbid but What if it's rove? but you could you don't care one way or the other. You're not makbid about it. So then, raisa sheino choteitz. That raisa is not considered a chatzitsa. However, the gazru the rabbis made an injunction. Vavamud beis second line. The gazru al rubo sheino makbid. They made a gzera about where one's hair is 51% covered in dreadlocks or paint or whatever. She'ain makbid, even though you're not makbid. We made a gzera about that, mishum rubo ha in a case because we're concerned that you might mix that up with a case of 51% and you do care about it. We also made a gzera va'al miuto ha makbed, where one is 49% of their hair covered and they care, mishum rubo ha for the same reason. So that's all the denderabanan asks the Gemara a question. Four lines down, ligzor. Maybe we should add another gzerah. The ligzor nami al miuto Right? We started out by saying rove and is chotez. What if it's not rove? What if it's mute? And what if it's not makbid? It's eno makbid. All of the leniency employed. Maybe we should have an iser there as well. Says the Gemara, um, and the concern should be mishum miuto hamakbid because of the iser level of having forty nine percent of the dreadlock uh, of your hair in dreadlocks and you care about it. But inami, Or we should say, or we should be concerned about a case of 51% where you really just don't care one way or the other. But says the Gemara, you can't do that. That's called a gzera l'gzera. Says the Gemara, he gufa We already have the injunction. We already have a rabbinic injunction. You're putting a rabbinic injunction against the rabbinic injunction. It's it's double layered. We don't do that with dinah derabanan. Says the Gemara, he guf The anan This should be a familiar phrase, and we will see this in Shas. I'm guessing hundreds of times, uh, probably definitely a hundred. So says the Gemara, <laughs> this is a rhetorical question that ends a conversation. We don't do this. You're gonna go make a zera an derabanan because of an iser derabanan. No, we don't do that. Not allowed. Okay, so that answered our second question. We said, what about chatzitza? We started out yesterday by saying that chatzitza is Then we said, wait a minute, it's all m'sukim. Answers the Gemara, like Rav Yitzchak, no. We're talking about the hair or according to Rashi or according to the body in general, Rubo Ru- 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 and makbid, the dinim of Rav Yitzchak, that is all halach al-Mosh What about the third case? Remember, this is what we're all here for, which is Masechah Sukkah. And we said that Rav Yehuda was of the opinion that the reason that we know that a sukkah has a minimum shear of 10 tfachim is because of Allah. Asks the Gemara, hold on one second. We are approximately seven lines down. Mechitza and That's our case. Hanicha the Rebbe Huda. I understand why Rebbe Huda needed to say that a Mechitza is 10 tfachim because of Allah. Remember what he said. Rebbe Huda yesterday said that when it comes to the Kalim of the Beis HaMikdash, when it comes to the Kalim, every Amma. Is five tvachim. If every amma is five tvachim, then the aron, which was 1.5 amos, when we convert it into tvachim, it's only 7.5 amos, plus the kapores is 8.5. And the mishkan, the bottom third of the mishkan, which was 20 tvachim, so there we had the Kruvim on top. And yesterday we said that the space above the kaporas, up to 20 is how tall the Sukkah should be. That should be 11 and a half. And we don't Paskin that way. Everybody knows we don't Paskin that a minimum Sukkah is 11 and a half. So says the Gemara, I understand why who' needed that. But says the Gemara, I the Rabbi Meir. according to Rav who was of the opinion that every Amma was six Tvachim, and therefore the aron was. 9 Tfachim plus 1 for the Kaporas is 10. His math worked perfectly for the Mishkan. According to him, Michael and Maymar, what was the Allah Lemosh Misinai for him? He didn't need all of the gymnastics. It all worked out for him. I, we understand Rabbi Yehuda. He didn't have the math, but the math worked for Rav Meir. So what is his Halakha Lemosh Misinai? Answers the Gemara. Eight, nine lines down. When Rav Meir says that there's a halachal moshmisinai about Mechitzin, it wasn't about the, the Sukkah being 10 tfachim. What was Mechitzin, according to Yehuda? What was halachal moshmisinai? A Kiasoy the good, the the dofen Akuma. Beautiful. We've explained all of the Shitas. Today, so far, the first Ahmad um, that we have learned was answering one question. Yesterday, we learned that there's a halacha Sinai about Shi'ur and and Mechitsin. We questioned them in all three cases and answered them in all three cases. Yes, there are some things that are regular do and some things that are special do like halachos l'moshem b'Sinai. And in each case, we answered them by shiur. And the pasuk itself has no shiur, and that part was halachos l'moshem b'Sinai. By the chatzitzas, we said that with the hair, Rashi, and with the whole body, Tosos ruba un makbid, That was halachos l'moshem b'Sinai. And by the Machitzas, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that was our case of the 10th tefachim. And according to Rav Meir, Rav Meir would say that the, the, the word machitzin in halachos l'moshem b'Sinai land is meant to reference specifically good lavud and dofen all of which are halachos Great, that brings us to the two dots, 10 lines down. We said in our mission of la shalosh Stefanos that if a sukkah does not have three walls, it's not kosher. We know that we Pasuk in this way, that we need to have two walls and a tefach. Where does this come from? So that comes from today's Gemara. Great Yudias, Claudius in regards to sukkah, a great Dvar Torah for the sukkah, <coughs> it says the Gemara's follows: Tanah the rabbis taught us, Shtayim tefach. This is the Tanakhama, the Rabbana. The Rabbana hold that you need two regular walls, vishlishi safilu tefach. Now, we never really learned explicitly what Hasan means. The Rishonim have explained it earlier on previous blot, but what's the minimum size of a sukkah? We said in the name of Beishabai, Shamai who we rarely paskin like, that it's Ruba Veshulchano, and we poskin that that's seven tefachim in each direction, seven by seven. So one of the two of the walls have to be seven, uh, they have to be ten tall, and they have to be seven tefachim wide. The Shlishi Safilu Tefach in the third wall only needs to be one tefach. So we have this L-shape, right, with a little kick, right? Seventh Fahim, seven Fahim, seven and a little kick. And that's a kosher sukkah. In Chicago, it's a very bad idea to build your sukkah that way because there's wind and there's raccoons and a whole bunch of other problems. So you're probably going to want to build a better sukkah than that. But Halakhalama said that it's considered a kosher sukkah at its minimum. <coughs> Rib Shimon, however, is of a different opinion. Rib Shimon Omar knows. You need three proper walls of seven each. The revi is afilu So he says you have, I'll just draw from an aerial view for those of you We have one. Two, three full walls, and the last wall is just a little bit of a tevach, and that's considered kosher. Let's dig in to this machlokes tanaim. Says the Gemara, but my kimiflike, one third of the way down on Vav Amadbez. What are these Tanaim arguing about? Rabbanon Savre Yesh aim lemasores, virab shimen sovar yesh aim lemikra, famous shas machlokes in general. Yesh aim lemasoris means we care how the words sound lemikra, we care how the words uh, are pronounced. Uh, mm, sorry, other way around. lemasores, what? We good. care how. Hold on one second. Yeshem lemasores is what it looks like. Is it what the a- word actually looks like? I actually wrote this down. What it looks like. And I read it wrong. Okay. Yeshim lemisores is what does the word look like? And yesheim lemikra is what it sounds like. So that, here's a Gemara, like, gives an example. on savre, yesheim lemisores, we care what the word looks like. So the word is red basukos, but it looks like bisukas. So we have three references, bisukas, bisukas, bisukos. If you're about Kore, you should read the word bisukos, but it looks like singular, singular, and plural. One, one plus two, one plus one plus two is four. Harekan arba, four references to a sukkah. Dal chad gufe, of the four, we need to remove one for the fundamental din that one actually needs to build a sukkah. We, we, we can't overlook the obvious. We got to get the shot and the pasuk first. So one of the references of the four Singular, singular pull bisukas, bisukas, and bisukos. One of the four is dedicated to the fact that a sukkah needs to be built. So dalchad the gufeh, pasha luhutzlasa. There are three left, and the Tanakama is of the opinion stein keilchasan that two of the walls have to be regular. And here is where the halacha kicks in. The asoy comes along. Halacha l'moshmiyseinai lishlishis veukmasah tefach and it makes the third wall smaller in order to establish that that third wall only needs to be a tefach And that's how we conclude according to the Tanakama two full walls of seven tevach wide each plus a third wall that is only one tefach. The Rapshiman Sabra Yesh aim the mikra. It depends how it sounds. Basukos basukos basukos. And here it's plural, plural, plural. Two plus two plus two, Harekan Sheish. Dal we take one whole word, Kralagufe. we take one whole word, and now because we took away one whole word, Pashuluhu Arba. Now we're left of the initial six references, because Basukos is two times three, which is six. We took away one whole word, which was two units, and now we're left Pashuluhu Arba. What's left? Shalosh ki three full-size walls. And it says Hilchasa comes along, and it, it shortens that. Fourth wall to be simply one tefakh. So, this is how the Tanakama and Reb Shimon understand each of their respective shitas. It's a question of how we look at the Psukim and Chumash. Do we say Yesh Aim Lemasores or do we say Yesh Aim Lemikra? It says the Gemara two thirds of the way down. Second approach, or I could tell you that there's another way to analyze this machlokas. <laughs> Everyone is of the opinion that yesh aim le mikra, and we look at the words as to how they are, um, which one is it? We look at the words and how they actually sound, and that should bring us to six. Mar-savar, One set, of the six, by the way, we took away one whole word for the sukkah itself, so now we're left with four. And mar-savar, And according to one, we actually need a pasuk for s'chach. Umar-savar, s'chacha lo So the Tanakama was of the opinion, s'chacha boyakra, and it took our number of four down to three, three walls left, same explanation as before, one of which was shortened by Umar was of the opinion, and therefore we still have four references left to Sukkah, and therefore three full walls and one short wall. And the third answer the gemara presents there will be one more answer after this and we're going to curl up to the top of the next page about five lines down the third answer the gemara gives really it's just a question of what the word looks like so that's basukas basukas basukos that's singular singular plural, plural, four, plural four references here is the machlokas According to the Tanakama, the Halacha Moshe is coming to shorten the last wall, the Garea, to make less. It's going to shorten the last wall. Umar Savar According to Rav and he's saying, no, you have to add a wall. You have to add a whole wall. That's what it means, to add to the wall. And that's why it's three full walls plus a little bit. Fourth answer, no. Really, everyone agrees that when a Halacha Lemosh comes up in this context, it means to shorten the wall. and we agree, that Yeshem le Maseures that we are focused on what the words actually look like. Besukas, besukas, besukos. So that's four. It says the Gemara. Vehacha bedorshin tchilos kamiflage. Here, our question is: Is can we double darshin? That first word of basukos, one, to reference the mitzvah of building a sukkah itself. And the second, for these purposes, to say, uh, to to be counted in this way as well, to indicate how many walls there should be. So that's a machlokas, six lines from the bottom. According to the Tanakhama, we are, um, according to, no, nope, according to Shimon, we're dorshan chilos, we can double use the word, and therefore there's four references left for sukis Umar Savar, ain't dorshan chilos, that's the Tanakam of our Mishnah, and that's why they hold that there's three, because we cannot double use the word, and that explains their shitas in four different ways. And the Gemara just adds one more piece about Rabshimen, who says that there are four walls. Masna Amar, tameter Shimon mehacha. Really, we know that ribshimon has four walls, the lambdas is from above, but we have another reference here as well, from a Pasuk. That we learned on Daf Beis. The, the Sukkah is going to provide shade for us on hot days and it's going to create a, a safe place for us on days when there's a storm. And the Meforshim don't explain, the, the Gemara doesn't explain this here, but the Meforshim explained that you can't have a protective area that only has two walls and a tefach. There need to be at least three walls, and therefore, Rib Shimon must hold that there are four walls. It's not a simple shot in the pasuk because that fourth wall is only a tefach. You live in Chicago in the middle of a blizzard, you only have three walls in a tefach, you're gonna be very, very cold and very, very snowy. So, difficult Gemara. Are there other she doesn't know how to understand this. The Rishonim uh, spend some time on this. But, nevertheless, uh, the conclusion of our Gemara is that we have a machlokas between the uh, Tanakam and the Rabbanon, whether or not we need two full walls of seven tevach each plus a tevach. Uh, or do we hold like Rib Shimon who says we need three full walls plus a tevach, and we paskin like the Rabbanon? One, la- one last sugya for tonight, says the Gemara, that extra tefach that we're talking about, no matter who you hold like, but also tefach, that extra tefach, heichan ma'amido, where, where does it go? Can you put it anywhere? So let's say you have your L-shape, right? You've got your L-shape like this. Where, where do I, where do I put the, te- can I put it anywhere? Can I put it in the opposite corner? This like, reminds me of like trigonometry, like sokatoa like you have opposite and hypo- where does it go? Where does it get, unclear? Says the Gemara. There's a machlokas. Amar Rav. Rav says, where do we put the extra tefach? Ma'amidol kineged hayotse. It has to align with one of the ends. So that means if you're starting here, we have wall number one seven wall number two seven tefachim, tefach, or the reverse. Down, down. There. It's always going to be connected to one of the ends. Uh, and Amre La Rav Kahanav Rav Asi Le Rav. Vayamidenu kineged roshator. Why don't we put it Keneged Roshator? As you can see from the pictures on the side here, the Maharajal has a couple of different shittahs. He was of the opinion that this was angled in. So you have you know one wall, two wall, and then tapered inward as if you're about to build a triangle of some kind. Uh, that was his shita. There are other shitas as well that it's in fact catty corner. It's actually opposite the L-shape. So if you have your right angle, right here in the lower corner it's actually in the opposite so that these are different sheets in the gemara and then shasik rav rav did not respond and that we don't even know what that means what does it mean shasik rav did rav not respond because he agreed or because he disagreed a little a little hard to tell there's a bit of a discussion in the Rishonim about this as well Last but not least, Itmar Nami Amar Shmuel, there was another statement of the Times of the Amoraim by Shmuel Mishmei Levi. Maamidol like the first shita that we saw, that this extra tevach has to be connected to one of the walls that are already existing. V'chein Mor Bey Medrashah, this is how they paskin in the base medrash, Maamidol Keneged Hayyotzeh. Simon Levi This Tefach that we make <laughs> is not a regular uh, Tefach. It's a Tefach Shochak. Excuse me, not Shachuk. Tefach Shochak. What is that? Let's look at Rashi, line five, Devar HaMaskal, Tefach Shochak. Modidin vidala Pos. We take our four fingers. She'enam nogos zubizu we have to make sure that when we measure this one, the four fingers are not touching one another. It's a little bit of an extended. It's like twenty-five percent larger, maybe more, thirty percent larger, depending on your fingers, I guess. It's a little bit larger because none of your fingers are touching. That's what it, that's what Rabbi and Levi says. Osef, fifth line of the Gemara. Ose lo tefach shochak amido bepachos mishloshat samach You're allowed to do something still different than both of the other shitas. It's tefach shochak, a little bit of a larger tefach, and. You can put it near either end of the wall, but it has to be within three twachim. And anything that's within three, it's as if it's connected, and therefore that would be appropriate as well. Is he saying this is lechatchila? Is he saying this is the best way? Are there better ways? He seems to say it's the same exact thing because lavud, as we just learned, is halacha and that's going to be the conclusion of our gemara with these three different shitas. Sheetah number one is where does a tefach go? It goes at the end and it's angled in. Shita number two, it goes at the end and it's straight. Shita number Number three is that it can go opposite, no problem at all. And sheeta number four is shohach, that it has to be uh, it has to be uh, a little bit of a larger one, and it can be anywhere extended away from the walls, provided that it's within three t'vachim. We will stop right here and pick up tomorrow night with Dav Zion. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit tomorrow to compensate for, for Tisha B'Av, because we're not going to be learning on Tisha B'Av. So uh, in all likelihood, we'll be a little bit ahead once we get to Shabbos, so that we don't have to uh, feel pressurized to learn it on, not allowed to learn on on. am I asked Rabbi Robinson for a coolie, Said no, so it's not happening. But so we'll we'll uh, we'll figure everything out by the time Shabbos rolls around. Wishing you all a beautiful.